My name is Pastor Joe. I'm the pastor here at uh, Morning Hour Chapel. I see a couple of new faces out here this morning. Welcome. Uh, I am not the pastor today. Uh, this morning we are going to be led by the youth of our congregation. We're very excited. They're, they are doing everything. I get to be a congregant like everybody else, and I'm very excited to see uh, the message that they're bringing forth. So uh, with that, here are the youth. I would like to introduce the people who will be giving our sermon, Eric Brady and Emma Hughes. Okay, good morning, everybody. How is everybody doing this morning? Great. All right. I do believe that there is something special about today. Does anybody know what today is? It's super surprising. I didn't think anybody would know. <laughs> All right. So today's Mother's Day. I was going to start off uh, the sermon with a mother, uh, well, a mom joke, but they aren't as good as dad jokes. They all suck, so. Um, so who here in this room thinks that they're a perfect mother? Obviously nobody's gonna raise their hand, right? Everybody forgets to do the laundry, take out the trash, anything like that. Even maybe sometimes be late to work. So, um, did you know that God actually made you to be perfectly imperfect? God does not want you to be the perfect mother and be able to work 24-7 and do everything in the household, cook, do whatever. And so you might think that the mothers of the Bible are actually sinless. They are, <laughs> okay, they are not sinless. Sorry, I'm messing this up like a lot, but it's okay. <laughs> it's all right. Everything's good. So. The mothers of the Bible are not perfect. They are without sin. Oh my gosh, okay. I can't say it. I really can't say it, okay? Okay, the mothers of the Bible are not perfect. They do sin. That's what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna go with that. And so I'm going to turn the mic over to Emma, and she's going to talk to you about Yochebed. I'm gonna mess this up too. Is the mic on? Okay. Jochebed, right? <laughs> okay, so uh, I was like planning this all week and I was just going through moms in the Bible and I could not just pick one. Like I could not just find one mother that like showed like this much courage. But I just did some more research on Jochebed last night and she really like, I really got hooked on her story about being a mother. So she was only mentioned a few times in the Bible, in the scripture. Yet despite her low profile, she provides a finely drawn portrait of a mother with faith and courage. In fact, she even made it to the Hall of Fame for faith in Hebrews 11.23. Her name, according to Numbers 26 through 59, was Jochebed. She was Moses' mother, but what makes her so special? Like, what makes her different from all of these other mothers that I could have picked in the Bible? So the nation Israel had been around Egypt for like 400 years. Israel grew and prospered there, but before much time passed, they became a threat to the reigning Pharaoh. This made him very angry, and he forced these people into slavery. Soon cities Pithom and Ramses were built. He hoped to ruin their faith, but they still continued to grow and prosper. So after 
the pharaoh just kept getting mad about this, he decided to turn up the heat. He decided to kill all of these newborns and throw them into the Nile River and watch them drown. During this uproar of terror, Jochebed became pregnant with her third kid, Moses. Jochebed did not have to worry about her older kids, Aaron and Mermom, but they did have to worry about her child in her womb, Moses. Can you imagine living with this fear that as soon as your baby's born, he's free game to anyone? Jochebed's faith was courageous. The writer of Hebrews says about Jochebed, by faith by Moses, parents hid him there for three months after he was born. Because they saw he was no ordinary child, they were not afraid of the king's edict. Though the king said all male Hebrew babies had to be thrown in the Nile, Jochebed and her husband disobeyed the king and hid Moses for three months. How many of you here can hide your kid for three months? Because my siblings cannot stay quiet. They, they don't stay quiet. They don't. And I cannot even imagine when they were little, they, all they did was cry. I couldn't even hide them for a month. And I've come to the conclusion that they were crying to annoy me. That it was my conclusion. I know I couldn't hide her or him, wherever he is. I know I couldn't hide that. But Joseph Ed did, and that takes a lot of faith. So they, she succeeded in hiding Moses for three months. The whole idea of this let God and let go, or let go and let God, don't let go, let go and let God. But real faith is an active thing. And faith sometimes calls us to do quite risky stuff. Joseph Ed also had sensible faith. Faith, not faith, sorry. Faith. After three months of hiding her baby, she saw the handwriting on the wall. She made a little wicker basket and covered it in tar and pitch to make it float. And she put it in the reeds on the banks of the Nile. The reeds are like the weedy part, if you didn't know that. It's interesting how they use the word basket in scripture because it's the same thing they used for Noah's Ark. Noah's Ark was made out of pitch and tar, just like this one. And the funny thing is both Noah and Moses were placed on that ark. The Nile was known for crocodiles, and at three months old, I think we were all pretty helpless. So she had sensible faith. She was, I lost myself completely here. But I want you to look closely at what Jochebed did. She was sensible. She didn't just send him floating down the middle of this river. She placed him among the reeds on the banks of the Nile. This is a place where women would come and talk and do stuff and clean themselves. It was kind of like placing a baby on a hospital step or like a park, like somewhere where a lot of people are. She didn't just put him in the Nile River saying, goodbye, bye Moses, have a good life. Maybe see you sometime. She had Moses' older sister stand at a distance to find out what would happen to him. If Jochebed herself stood by the reeds watching and waiting, it would have been obvious who she was. But Moses' sister made a great spy. When Moses was discovered in the river, his sister offered to find a Hebrew woman to nurse him, and the plan completely fell into place. You see, Josebed was clever, she was sensible, and she had hope in her planning. Part of being sen sensible is knowing how to improve right on the spot. Jochebed's faith and courageousness was soon rewarded by God. As three-month-old Moses floated down the Nile, the daughter of the Pharaoh, the Pharaoh that wanted to kill all of these newborns, with her, arrived with her maidens. Even though Mo, she wasn't Moses' birth mother, she still cared for Moses as a mother. The scripture says that she saw the basket and brought it to her. She opened this basket and saw the baby crying. Surely you can see God's hands in all of this. The hardest thing, isn't it? Letting go, a mother's love never changes, but parenthood is a constant process of letting go, letting your child make that mistake, letting your teenager learn the hard way, letting your adult follow, let, letting your adult child follow God's call, even if it means they'll be across the world. Mothers always take heart. Did you notice that God is never mentioned once in this passage? Still, we know he's at work all the time. There are things mothers can do, but ultimately they leave it in God's hands.
Speaking of leaving it in God's hands, that reminds me of a mother named Mary. Mary, the mother of the Messiah. I'm shaking so bad. <laughs> Mary, the Mary left her entire life in God's hands. She became pregnant with his, the Holy Spirit's son. Mary was a young woman living in Nazareth when she was about 15, so my age. She received a message from God, which would have been terrifying. Imagine an angel just coming to you and saying, you're going to be pregnant with the next Messiah. That would be terrifying. She was scared, but she did say yes, and she soon became pregnant with the Messiah. During this pregnancy, this was quite a problem. She was unmarried. That's not good. And she could have gotten killed. An angel came to Mary's fiance, Joseph, and told him that Mary was pregnant with the Holy, Son's, the Holy Spirit's son. Joseph was scared, but he did not shame her or leave Mary's side. He protected her and married her soon after. Why did God consider Mary of all these other mothers? God favored Mary to deliver Jesus, but she was not perfect by any means. Although God favored Mary, she was not sinless. Mary was all by means not perfect. Mary and Joseph go to Jerusalem every year for Passover. Once it was time to leave, Jesus stayed in the temple and worshiped God. It took Mary and Jesus three days, Mary and Joseph, to find Jesus for three days. You guys freak out when you lose us for five minutes in the grocery store. Can you imagine three days? I think my mom would have a heart attack. Mary also had to deal with something that not all of us are gonna deal with. She watched the crucifixion of her own son. Can you imagine your kid having that responsibility? Dying for all of our sins? I, that is a lot of stress. Mary had to bear with that pain so we could all be free. So now that Eric is gonna talk about another mother that I don't know how to pronounce and I'm not gonna try it. Okay. So, I got stuck with Hagar, probably not the most interesting out of them all. Well, you know, this is what happens when you let women do everything. Am I right? <laughs> so, I'm going to be talking about Hagar, probably not, probably you guys know who she was, but not in depth. So, Hagar was a slave slash a servant for Abraham and Sarah, or Sarah was actually called Sarai, but same thing. So, got to read this. I'm not very on script. Yeah, okay. All right, so Sarah was unable to have a child. She could not bear a child or do anything. So Abraham really wanted a child. So Sarah said, go sleep with my slave, perhaps I can build a family through her in Genesis 16:2. So Abraham did as Sarah said and slept with Hagar. Okay. When Hagar became pregnant, Sarah started to despise Hagar. Then Sarah con confronts Abraham and says, "You're responsible for the wrong I'm suffering. I put my slave in your arms, and now that she knows she is pregnant, she despises me. May the Lord judge judge between you and me in Genesis 16:5. Abraham responded and said, do whatever you want with her. So then Sarah ends up mistreating Hagar. Hagar is like, I'm not taking that. I'm running away. So I'm pretty sure that we've all have been like that before. Our parents beat us and then we pack our bags and act like we're <laughs> running away. I know. So honestly, I don't think I ever got out the bedroom door, so. 
All right. So then, while Hagar was running away, the Lord, uh, an angel of the Lord came to Hagar and asked, Hagar, slave of Sarai, where have, where have you come from, and where are you going? Hagar responded and said that she was running away from her mistress because she mistreated her. The angel responded and said, go back to your mistress and submit to her. The angel added, I will increase your descendants so much that they will be, they will be too numerous to count. The angel also told Hagar that she was now pregnant and she was to name her son Ishmael. Um, again, why do we follow scripts? All right. This is so complicated. I know I wrote this, but it's still. <laughs> so then in verse 13 in Genesis 16, Hagar says, you are the God who sees me. For she said, I have now seen the one who sees me. So really, we just blew through. All that in that much time, wow, it's only been five minutes so far probably, and we have nothing else to talk about. So I must have to brag on my mother because she told me to, okay? So it's not in the script, but that makes it even better because then I don't have to be looking at my iPad. So moms, what do we love about moms? Somebody tell me. They cook for us, they feed us, that's the best part. And they do everything for us, they do our laundry, and they do everything for us, they love us, and I mean, who here doesn't like their mom? So, all right. We all have special memories with our moms, we love our moms, but at the end of the day, we stress about getting work and getting everything done. Yes, yes we do. God has made mothers not to be perfect, we are perfectly imperfect. Can you have what it takes to be a mother? Can you deal with losses? Did you even talk about the crucifixion? Okay, well, you were like, <laughs> million miles an hour. I felt like I was being hit by a truck. So, <laughs> all right. Can you, can you deal with losses like Mary? Can you be brave like Hagar and return back home after being mistreated? She was probably beat, too. That's probably why she left. Um, so... You're going to make mistakes all the time. Yes, I know, it's not going to be easy, but hey, it's all right, we're all human, we all make mistakes. But the one thing that never changes is a love for, okay, a mother's love for her child, children, sorry, children. Who here's an only child? I wish. <laughs> so, <laughs> unfortunately, this is all I had wrote. I probably should have wrote more. We, sorry, we. Um, you know, maybe if I can connect to the internet, I can read you my notes. No? Okay. Good night, everybody. Have a happy Mother's Day. This isn't perfect by any means, because I'm not perfect. Is that one?
No, there we go. Okay. <laughs> I would just like to end um, our sermon today with a Mother's Day prayer. Um, if you would join me in prayer. We thank you, creator of us all, for all of our mothers and those who have mothered us. We thank you that they gave us life and nurtured us all these years, and that they gave us faith, helping us to know you and to know Jesus and his ways. Thank you that she taught us how to love and how to sacrifice for others so that these youth will one day grow up and have their own families, and they will follow you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you all for coming and having our first Youth Sunday service. I hope that we'll have another one in 2023. Um, may God's word be in your heart this week. May God's word be on your lips when you speak to others. May God's word be in your touch. May God's word direct your feet. And on this day and all of your days to come, may God's word be the life you live as the mothers have shown us. Happy Mother's Day.